Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. The Nerdgasm on Talk podcast is brought to you by Spaces Philly. If you love podcasts, go to SpacesPhilly.com where you can check out Lulu and Pop, Both Sides, Turntables, Jump Thoughts, Super Tongue, and the Nerd Coalition's very own No Gimmicks Needed. Visit SpacesPhilly.com today. And now, feel the Nerdgasm. And welcome back to the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast. I am Swag on Zero. I almost said Mr. A and E. I was about to mess up again already. You know, just starting off wrong. But I am Swag on Zero. Thank you for joining us today. We have a pretty not a long pan, uh not a long list of uh topics to go over, but a bulk of it. Like everything is in bulk. So we're just gonna hop right into it. But without introducing my co host the uh, man with the plan, if you need him, yes, Shazam, the host of the No Gimmicks Needed podcast, Mr. A&E. And the co-host of the Nerdgasm Talk podcast. I am which sorry. Keep, I keep messing always up. Always keeps forgetting to tell me, you know what I'm saying? I am a co-host here. I mean, just because I'm, just cause I'm co don't mean I'm second. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be Will Smith. <laughs> it's going to be Mike Lowry and Marcus Burnett. Yeah. But well, I mean, Mike Lowry shooting most of the guns, so I feel like you're the Mike Lowry in this. <laughs> uh, I have kids and a family. Okay, I, so I guess I I'm Mike Lowry. <laughs> uh, I'm Mike Lowry. Okay, you just, just Mike Lowry on a budget. I, you know what? Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I, I don't want to. Yeah, I, I don't want. I like his condo, but that's cost too much. <laughs> I like that condo. So we got a full panel for you today. We have the movie experience on the movie Far From well, Grace. Oh. Also, hold on, hold on. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Oh, yeah, you yeah. know, periodically we do have the greatest catch lady sketch. Oh, she's on today. My bet. We have the host of the turntables, hip hop culture and beyond lady sketch. Hi, everybody. I'm a little sick. So. Oh, no. <laughs> Under the weather, but above the BS is what I like to say. First of all, you said that turned it was hip hop culture beyond like you were logic. I'm gonna white enough for you just enough, but you know that it's still hip hop. Like, <laughs> you know, I've been listening to more enough, so I'll, I'll I'll talk about that later. I'll talk about that later. But we're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna talk about a few things. The uh, movie experience of a fall from grace is this Tyler Perry's biggest hit or biggest flop. We'll let you know. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Remind finally come out, and Kingdom Hearts came out a year ago, which is a, out, which is outstanding. And I have my review, a, a year in review for that. But first, we're going to take this time to give our condolences to the family of Bryce Armstrong. Now, you may not know who Bryce Armstrong is, but you definitely heard his voice. Now, Saturday mornings when you watch uh, animated cartoons, you always come across that one that just took a generation by sweep. Um, and that was Dragon Ball Z. Bryce Armstrong was actually the narrator of Dragon Ball Z. He just recently passed away from a, a heart condition, unfortunately. He uh, 
So every time you heard next time or Dragon Ball Z, that was the voice you listened to. Um, I never realized how iconic it was until I did a little research on them. Now I'm looking on uh, peoples.com and it says outside of Dragon Ball Z, Armstrong had voice roles and Baki the Grappler, Full Metal Alchemist, Yu Yu Hakusho, and Fruit Basket. So you heard his voice all over the place. Even episodes of Barney and Friends, he played the character on there. Uh, he died at 71 years old. Um, so I'm sorry, he died at 84 years old. I'm about to say, I'm about to say yeah, yeah, that, yeah, very big youth there. Yeah, I I know. I I read the wrong thing. My mistake. Uh but yes, he died at 84 years old. Uh condolences to him and his family. Uh I just I, I do want to say cuz first off, when this happened, I was just like uh when he when he told me who passed away, I said, "Wait a minute." I know Swear was only talking about the football player Bruce Armstrong. Yeah, I, I <laughs> That I was, was a like, typo. <laughs> And at the time, I was like, "Just wait a minute, Bruce Armstrong ain't dead." <laughs> so, and then he was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, it's Bryce Armstrong. It's Bryce 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 Armstrong." I was like, "Oh, okay." And then, yeah, so you know, obviously, I do not have the fondest memory of Bryce Armstrong because one of the only animes I only watched was Dragon Ball Z, so I am very familiar with that kind with with the narration from next time with Dragon Ball Z. But all the other animes I am really like familiar with because I'm not an anime head. I don't have Crunchyroll or you know say I haven't, you know, grown up in the anime universe as you guys have. So, you know, my uh, knowledge of this man is very vague. But however, mm-hmm. anytime a life is lost, you know, my condolences always go out to the family. It's always hard to hear mm-hmm. when people in, in the culture that you love or the, the things that you represent do pass away. And like I said, we, we had so many in 2019. People die every day, every year, every month, every second of the hour. And there's nothing we can do to stop that, but it still doesn't change the fact that it does leave a lump in your throat when you uh, you know, hear news like this. Yes, I totally agree. And it definitely was hard on a lot of people because of the new Dragon Ball Kakarot game that just came out. And they do have some of his voiceover in that game. Um when you're really? going through the story in the game, so it, is it, it on Switch or is this on PS4 and Xbox One? It's only on PS4 and Xbox One, as far as I know. Um, I, I'm going to wait to get it because, uh, yeah, that that game they said about 100 hours of gameplay, and I'm like, I I don't have that kind of time <laughs> at the <laughs> moment, so <laughs> I don't have a spare 100 hours I could just give. Uh, also, I don't have a spare 60 dollars at the moment because bills. Exactly. But yes, uh, yes, uh, condolences to his family, uh, thoughts and prayers to them. Now, let's get to our next topic, Crisis on Infinite Earths. The finale is finally here. January 14th. Yes, January 14th. It came out and did. But I have a question. Did it go out with a bang? Let's find out where we give you our review of part two of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Now, you've seen our review for the uh, first part. Uh, I believe we had Mark on there as well. Yes, we did. From Spaces Philly. Right, right, right. Now, I'm going to start with you. You're more of the CWDC Universe guy. Uh, so you're well-versed in this atmosphere, unlike me. So how did you feel about the last two episodes? Well, I'm going to say this. And you know what? One thing that I don't think that is, is going to be acknowledged mm-hmm. is that I'm going to give DC credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. This was DC's endgame. It was. It was. And you I felt think that. 
that I think that when it ended, it ended better than how it started, in my opinion. Okay. And I, I was like, okay, now since we got, look, literally, now since we got most of the fan fan service out the way, mm-hmm. we can focus on the core story. Because I think in the first part, that's what was missing was the core story. They focused on all of the fan service from all the DC shows mm-hmm. just to say, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God type thing. But now, since all that's out the way, we focus more on the core story of it. And uh, with with the, the, the with the whole Arrowverse, I think it uh, ended a little bit better. So as a whole, I enjoyed the crossover. There are some nitpicks I do have, and there's some things I'm curious about. You know how the stuff is going, you know, ending and stuff like that. But overall, I, I really thought that DC did, did a great job. This was their end game, and this is something that Marvel has not done. Yes. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, thing: everything with Marvel since it started, all tied into one universe. Mm-hmm. They said that. This MCU, this is like our Marvel Ultimates or our 616. This is something that's going to tie into all the shows. We're making our own universe. Right. DC, on the other hand, said, look, our movie universe is not doing as is not doing that good. But we have other properties that are. So instead of trying to make it all one thing, we put them in multiple. We made a multiverse. Yep. And I'm, t- and I'm not talking about making a multiverse within a universe. I'm talking about making a multiverse with all their properties and content they have created over the years. That, to me, is a probably an ingenious way of for for DC to get to get their property up off the ground, opposed to how Marvel did. So they they did two different ways, and I think it's going to be successful for both for both companies in the long run. Yeah, I definitely agree. And it's much easier uh, when you have something like that, when there's multiple universes, because if it doesn't work, you could cut it right out. And instead of uh, trying exactly. to explain or trying to tie up loose ends, explaining why this didn't work or so. Oh, you don't have to, you, you don't have to use the same formula. Right, right. As Marvel did, because then because if DC used the same formula, it'll be it'll be kind of copying Marvel. Right. You don't want to do that. Right. So using this formula. I think it was a uh, a pretty good. Yes, I 100% agree. Now, um with the first part of the um the first part of the uh finale of Crisis of Infinite Earths, I highly enjoyed. This was honestly this was probably the most entertaining episode out of all all five of them together. This is the most enter- uh entertaining one to me. Uh one of the parts I really appreciate was them bringing Ezra, Ezra Miller in the uh DCEU universe flash. Because yeah. as far as we know, um, he he's like cut out. We don't hear from him at all. Like he's yeah. not part of. He's he's. We don't know if there's another Justice League coming out. We don't know the plans of the movie. So actually, seeing him come along in this is like, I appreciate they took the time out to acknowledge that. Well, uh, yeah, them doing that was was good because first of all, there has never been a movie crossover to a TV show. There hasn't ever uh, like. No, 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 no. I'm saying, like, in Asia Shield, we had Nick Fury. Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah, Asia right. Carter, we had Carter. But those were, the movie was so popular, they spent it off into a TV show. Right, right. We never had a TV show first that complemented any of the movies that was going on. Right. 
So that right there is a you know a, a thing in itself. And now since the Flash movie is going to be focusing on Flashpoint, that's why we didn't know uh, at the end when they were showing which Earth is what. Uh-huh. That's why we didn't see which Earth that the movies are on because I because they're still going to be doing their Flashpoint. So it still leaves the door open to kind of do it the way they want to do it. Gotcha. Okay, because I was going to ask about that because I was definitely curious about that. Um, now, another question I had, but at the end of the episode, I'm sorry, at the end of the finale, they're all on one Earth. Well, Earth Prime. That's going to be Prime. the new CW Earth. That is, yeah, so that right there, Earth Prime is going to be now the new kind of like that's going to be their, their super friends earth gotcha gotcha so all so batgirl supergirl and black lightning mm-hmm. all are part with the flash and legends of tomorrow and uh, all all those shows and then you got star girl which is still part of earth which is going to be earth 2 which is bringing the justice society in okay. which alan scott is coming back the original green lantern mm. so uh, I, I'm curious to see that uh, that kind of, what that show's going to bring. So yeah, so now we kind of got a super super friends thing. So Jefferson Pierce mm-hmm. is now part of this universe. Yes, yes. Now I'm now seeing this. I'm actually more interested in seeing what the future holds for these shows. I'm actually going to try to invest myself into watching these now after seeing everyone every everything coming together. So I was very happy to see that. Also. Um, there was another question I had about the oh yeah did, was it me or did you see the Green Lantern movie? That is like, the Green Lantern movie. Those are shots okay. from the that, 2011 Green Lantern movie, which it's on Earth 12. I don't know why it's not Earth 11, but it's on Earth 12 because HBO Max mm-hmm. in a couple of years is doing a Green Lantern television show. Gotcha. Okay, which is going to take place after Sinestro put on the yellow ring at the end of the movie. Okay, wow. I can't believe they're so, doing that. Yeah, so, I mean, now we're not, now, no, 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 get wrong. we're not going back to Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I Atlanta, but, uh, the, the, the thing that they're, they're going to be, they're going to be uh, focusing more on John Stewart and Hal Jordan. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. The next one. So, HBO Max with the budget, I, I look like, I think it's going to be like an eight to ten episode, kind of like Watchmen series. Mm hmm. So that's supposed to be coming, I think, next year. So they're working on that, which also still leaves the door open for a Green Lantern movie. But now, since this whole crisis they happened, that helps out things too. Because if things don't work out as a movie, mm-hmm. they can do a TV show. Right. This is this in their way is the dumb response to like this the Disney Plus stuff. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. One thing I have to commend this one. Um. Throughout the last episode, they had a big tribute to um, Green Arrow. It was almost like a passing of the torch, which Marvel didn't really do um, at their end of the series. They didn't really have a passing of the official passing of the torch. Well, so, I mean, you, you could you could argue that they did because you could argue that uh, Tony Stark passed over to, on to uh, Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah, people's yeah. I know, I know a lot of people said like during the last word, the um, new big three were all carrying the gauntlet to the finish line. So uh, yeah. Black Panther, Captain Marvel, and uh, Spider Man. Now, uh-huh. but this one really felt like they really honored like uh, Oliver in this episode. Which well, I, I'm sorry, I do like how Oliver had his Tony Stark moment, and you know how Tony Stark had his line at the end of with Thanos. 
I'm Iron Man. Yep. And when he was going up against the anti-model, he said, you have failed this city. I was like, okay, I'm not mad at you for killing him off in the first episode. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad anymore. Because at first I was like, all right, I understand y'all, y'all, y'all trying to get early sympathy. But now I was like, oh, since he has said that line, uh-huh. and, and, he, and he did it as the, as the uh, specter, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm not even mad at you no more because Oliver Queen, just like Tony Stark, who started all this. Yeah. Now, granted, granted, there's arguments that they can say it started with Smallville. Yes, because I'll, I'll be part of that argument. Yeah. <laughs> but, when, but when it came to the Arrowverse, it started with Arrow. Gotcha. And and Oliver Queen, Stephen Amell has has run this thing for about eight years now. Oh yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt, he. So, I would say he's almost the new face of DC. If we're talking success, yeah, almost. So I do like how they they, they did it. They they did they gave him a nice memorial, and um, that Diggle made me like I I, I felt that. See, this, this is what I wanted from Rhodey and Tony Stark, mm-hmm. because if everybody remembers the first, I I, I apologize. I, I, I got, you know, baby girl in the background. Yeah, but, I do hear uh, DJ Sage. Yeah. Uh, for anybody who remembers the first season of Arrow, Diggle was his security guard driver. Because uh-huh. Alvin Queen was rich. And the, the the way they had their relationship and the way it has grown, like, Diggle has been there since day one. Mm-hmm. It never changed. So with him crying because Oliver died and he never got the chance to say goodbye, or he wasn't there for his friend, I felt that. Right. Okay. I that felt makes that. more sense. Even if it was a TV show, like I said, I feel like, like so you, you never watched Arrow, right? No. Okay. So like I said, Diggle was there since episode one of Arrow. Okay. Okay. It has been there for every single episode, and I felt as though that that's the kind of thing I wanted between Rhodey and Tony Stark right. is because even though they changed actors, Rhodey has been there for Tony Stark every step of the way. And I felt as though that there's, that there's send off could have been more powerful. I, I, I want to feel more emotion. I want to feel the, the best friend chemistry from them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, but I, I, in my personal opinion, I think Diggle and Oliver did it better. They did a lot better. Okay. So, uh, but now once again, the season finale of Arrow is coming up because once again, after this, there is no more Arrow. Right, right. So, we don't know if Diggle's going to go off to be Green Lantern mm-hmm. or, uh, but it, it is known that he will see Oliver again before the season ends and have a proper way to say goodbye. So, I'm, I'm really curious to see how that's going to uh, send off Arrow. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, I know this is also Supergirl's and Flash's goodbye, like official goodbye to Barry. I'm sorry, gosh, official goodbye to Oliver. And I like how they did, I like how they did that, had his suit in the uh, case with the yeah. arrow on the ground on fire and them having their personal talk with them uh, because he pretty much led them there. And I like the little addition of they having their own um, Hall of Justice. Yes, yeah, that's not a thing. Right, yeah, I love the, that. The new table the the is the one that yeah, yeah that, that, that's taking the mantle over. So since we got the Hall of Justice, we always get the super friends. We even get that little damn fucking monkey in this damn thing. Yeah, I saw like, that. I was like, really? But I was like, <laughs> now. y'all, come on! Like, don't now. don't don't do this. It's like 
you know, when me seeing that cage uh-huh. was like me seeing Howard the Duck at Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> and I was really? like, don't fucking do this. <laughs> there are characters that we have for a reason, and there's they, they, they don't need to be brought up again, so let's not do this. But I understand you want to get the authentic fan feel of the Hall of Justice mm-hmm. and of the Super Friends. So, I mean, yeah, I get it. Even though still... To this day, I'm sorry I had you saying that. <laughs> I, I don't like that Superman. I don't. And oh, here's yeah. a new show coming out. He's, First of all, there's, he's too pretty. there's no way. First of all, <laughs> there's no way that Jefferson Pierce should be outstocked Superman. Yeah. This Black Superman Lightning is skinny. Powers. Hear me? Black Lightning Towers over Superman and is just more snatchily swole over this Abercrombie and Fitch model. It's that it's that black melanin power, man. That's what that's all he need. Bro, that, that, that's all five. I'm like, bro, this is <laughs> man. Honestly, I'm at the point like, yo, bring Brandon Roth back <laughs> because Brandon Roth, you know, because I, you know, I wait till I get to, to my negatives. Okay. <laughs> um, the other thing. Gosh, what was the other thing? I like also like the um, Lex Luthor in this. He started to grow on me. He started to grow on me because I wasn't I, I wasn't a big fan of Alan being cast, but as yeah. it went on, I really enjoyed him as a character and how he always had um, like contingency plans, like like he had a plan for every single uh, eventuality. Well, that's what Lex Luthor does anyway. Yeah, and. Yeah. Once again, like I said, once you get out of seeing Alan being bitching two and a half men out your mind, mm-hmm. then it's easier. It's he's easier to swallow. Yeah, it, it is hard. Yeah. It is hard because I'm like, you shouldn't be doing this, Alan. You're not tough. But now I'm, yes. I'm like, all right, I, I, you serve I, me. I mean, it is a shout out because he played was a Lex Luthor's little red headed assistant back in the original Superman movies with the Richard Donner movies. Oh, really? Yeah. So. This is a callback to that. So him being Lex Luthor is like kind of like coming full circle. So like I said, when he was first cast, I didn't mind it. It's just that I had to get out of my mind. It's kind of mm-hmm. like when Michael Rosenbaum was Lex Luthor mm-hmm. in Smallville, I had to get out of my mind that that's the Flash from Justice League. Right, right. I had to get – he was the Flash in Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. I'm like, but I like Michael Rosenbaum as Lex Luthor for the TV series. But the, I, like I said, Alan is starting to grow on me. Right. I agree. I agree. Um, on to the negatives. I personally didn't have too many negatives. The only thing is the second episode of the finale, I didn't enjoy as much as the first one. I felt like the the second episode really, like, it was like we were on I-95 going 100 miles per hour, and then we just hit traffic. I can't say that. I'm not going to say traffic. I'm going to say that I'm, I'm with you on I-95, and then all of a sudden there was no traffic. Mm-hmm. Because the, the the part two of the episode is supposed to be Legend of Tomorrow, and this is why I don't like Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> okay, I yeah, like, okay, I I understand the quality now. Yeah, and I I'm understand like, the quality now. When I see this, I'm just like, this is the shit. This is the reason why I don't watch DC Legends of Tomorrow. I'm like, because the, the whole stupid furry Kirby shit. Yeah, that, 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 that was watching thing. I and I don't look. I was so <laughs> hoping that they kept Choi. For Adam mm-hmm. and had Brandon Roth come back as Superman because 
when he was in the Superman cave, I was like, you know what? I like you as Superman. I remember you back in 2006 as Superman. I liked you for that reason. You need to come back to this. Yeah, I thought he was a cool Adam, Superman. Huh? I thought he was a great Superman. Yeah, I'm saying he was. Uh, the only reason why I didn't like Superman Returns is because once again, like it was lacking everything in action. It, it, so, it wasn't that good of a movie. Exactly, <laughs> but he is supposed to be the Christopher Reed Superman. Right, right. So that is the best Superman. So mm-hmm. I would say so. You know, having that, I like him come back, especially now since he got the. Uh, he 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 has hope back, and his his symbol has changed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? You could take little Michael Abercrombie Fish guy out and put Brandon Roth in. I agree, and have um, what's his name? The, the I forgot what they call the representatives, but they um, I forgot his oh, name. Uh, oh, the uh, the the was it pa- paradigm? Oh shit, what is it? Paradigm. Uh, I think it was called the paradigm. Yeah. No, no, it's uh, it's a pair of guns, a pair of something of that nature. It's gonna come to me. I just gonna bother. Yeah, the fuck yeah. Out of it. It is, I know it's it starts with a P, uh, but the um, I totally forget his name and the symbol. But the Asian gentleman, I I I thought he was going to be um, Adam. Yeah, Choi, the one that's in Injustice too. Okay, yeah, okay, I was right. Okay, because I was like, he, I know that name from somewhere. I couldn't like put my finger on. I'm not that versed in DC, y'all. I do apologize. Yeah. No, it's, it's it's quite all right. And him in the, I was like, <laughs> this is bothering. However, I did enjoy the big fight with the anti I was wondering if he was going to grow huge, mm-hmm. like he does in the comic books. Uh huh. And I was like, oh, okay. You know what? I'm 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 cool with this. I mean, it's a, it's a TV show budget. You ain't gonna you, yeah. you, you're not going to get movie level stuff that's why you gotta i give credit where credit is due i'm not going to co- there's no way i'm going to compare this to the to, to end game i'm not yeah. going to do oh, yeah. like yeah. when it comes to like the cinematography so i'm not going to compare it's a movie right you I, know i personally didn't care for that fight i like the one in episode the first episode better much better i i do agree because one it had oliver's line there yes i do <laughs> i do agree that fight was a, was a, was a lot better but however i understood that they had that second fight because it was fucking legend tomorrow. But that <laughs> feeling of that show is the reason why I don't watch that show. Yeah, I could definitely. Which uh, series was episode one? Was that um... episode one was Supergirl? Okay, yeah, it was definitely a drift in tones, and you could like you could definitely tell. Yeah. Um, episode one was Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Episode two was Batgirl. Episode th- episode three was Flash. Mm-hmm. Then episode four was Arrow, and okay, episode five okay. was it was it Legend Tomorrow? Okay, that's what I meant. Episode four, Arrow. That was Arrow, okay. where it all started from. So yeah, yeah, okay, that one I felt the tone of that a lot better than Legends of Tomorrow because it was more, it was a more much more serious tone. Whereas the next episode felt like I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know that's that's sure. DC Legend Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. But uh, overall, as a rating, what would you give uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths? If you don't have any uh, anything else left to say about, I well, I said, I like I said, I thought it was a deep, good cost. It started off a little like mm-hmm. it started off, it, 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 in, in a weird way. It started off too too much fan service, right? Where you know what, like this, the best way I can compare it is if if, if people out there want to listen about Marvel, <coughs> part one was your Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Part two is your end game, and what I mean by that is, 
Infinity War was all meant for fan service. Right. Now, it, it was done better, but it was all meant for, it, You want to see all the crossovers. You want to see all the mix-ups. You want to see this character with this character. You want to see fighting. You want to see shit get blown up. That's what Infinity War was. Yes. After you got that out the way, Endgame was the more... Let's focus on these characters, have a solid story, and finish out the story. Yep. So that's why it, it was it was a thing of two things. So I, I want it as a movie, you know, like all together, no commercials. Yeah. I, I, I want I would love that on a Blu-ray as a movie, Christ on Infinite Earth is you know, it'll be it'll be I would definitely binge watch that four hour fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would and then give give me some behind the scenes and stuff like that. But overall, I'm gonna go just below a nerd guys would give it a damn near perfect. Gotcha, gotcha. It would have been, it would have been, a, it would have been a damn near perfect. Once again, I like I said, I did not like the whole Legends of Tomorrow part at mm-hmm. the end of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like how it, it it did set everything. Like I said, it's like this: a damn near perfect. It's kind of like at a ninety nine point nine nine. Okay, and okay. then it's just one more thing up when it comes to a complete nerdgasm. Okay. Gotcha. That's how I felt. That's how I felt about. It. But I thought I thought it was one of the better crossovers. And like I said, I, I did like how the the, the the whole Ezra Miller thing took it uh, over a lot. And I like how they explained they had Oliver Oliver as the scepter, uh, explaining what's going on with the universe and how ha- and having Earth Prime and everything. So I think it was a really good thing for DC. Mm-hmm. And the only thing is to capitalize on it. Right. Right. Now, um, since you're a little bit more versed in it, where do you think it will go next? Okay, so what I the way I have it thinking is now is that Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Shazam, and all them that represents the new DC formula. Yep. Okay, so we are we are we're we're, we're removed from Justice League and Batman v Superman and all and all and Man of Steel. Believe it or not, yep. we're removed from those kind of movies. I think when the Flash comes out, they want to tell the story of, of Flashpoint to replace, you know, your Henry Cavill's and your Ben Affleck's. Right, right. But in the meantime, I think I think this is it, it's going to be uh, going in a pretty good direction because right now, like Bert, when Birds of Prey comes out, which looks like it takes right place right after Suicide Squad, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it does. Uh, it does. And then, and then we still got we still got Suicide Squad too. But I think this is what's going to explain Suicide Squad too. This is what's going to explain Black Adam. This is what's going to explain the Flash and all stuff like that. So I think moving forward is going to be a great way. So now they can make two kinds of movies. They can make continuation from the the, the regular DC EU, and then when it's time to change it, they can change it. Mm-hmm. And, or they they can make these newer movies and be like, okay, this is the effect of the change. Right, right, right. Now, I was curious. I'm not sure Birds of Prey is going to capitalize on this event. That's what I was really expecting. Well, not expecting, but um, that's why I was wondering if this series was going to do that uh, touch on the Birds of Prey, which is coming out very soon. So the thing is, if it's in a post credit scene, mm-hmm. it might. Okay. You know, say so like I said, I mean, right now, obviously, the story taking place after Suicide Squad. Right, right. So. I'm curious. So after that, after that movie's done, in the post credit scene, if we get something from the CW in there or something that is pertaining to what happened to CW, and you know, it, it's 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 a, it's a whole possibility. That's why 
they didn't show the Earth. They, they, they didn't show too many of the movie Earths because they want the movies to handle that. Right. Gotcha. They don't mean they don't exist, but they, they, like, because the one thing you don't want to do in a television show is you don't want to show Ezra Miller or you don't want to show uh, Gal Gadot doing something that does, and then when the movie comes out, it doesn't translate. Right. And you're, like, you're wondering why. And besides, you got to pay them actors a shitload of money. Yeah. And two, you know, and then they're, they're, they're not obligated to use certain names. So you 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 just like hey we're we're just illustrating to you that the movies do exist in this in, in this multiverse but they're going to handle their side of the story with flashpoint gotcha gotcha yeah because everybody's going to ask about the robert Pattinson batman movie and they're going to ask about the joker movie and all that other stuff yep yep um now as a outside viewer someone who doesn't watch the uh cw shows this was definitely an enjoyable experience, and it does have me wanting more from the uh, CW uh, DC universe to the point where I'm more invested now that I'm curious on where this is going to go. I'm much more invested into Earth Prime now, especially with uh, Black Lightning joining, because that, that was pretty much my gateway into this universe. So yeah. having Black Lightning, I am more curious about Batwoman. Uh, I heard her show wasn't that good, but I'm just I I, I wanted to, I'd rather have an opinion for myself on that. And I, I mean, like I'm oh, sorry. I do I do agree. I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I know a lot, a reason why a lot of people don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, me personally, got it got nothing with her. It got nothing, it got nothing to do with her being a lesbian. It's just that it just it lacks Batman. Right, I'm right. not talking about Batman the character. I'm just talking about the setting. Right, right. Now, from what I've seen, when I've seen Ruby Rose on screen, she definitely needs someone else on the screen. Uh-huh. She definitely does. So, I, I, I do want to give that show a chance. I'll, I'll hashtag give it a chance to see it. But overall, as a complete of the all five episodes together, I will give this a hashtag give it a chance. I wasn't blown away, but I was definitely intrigued into seeing more and I felt like that was one of their jobs to get people like me invested into what they're doing great answer so right now is a hashtag give it a chance I can't recommend it because I'm not as invested as everyone else so I didn't really understand some of the callbacks or some of the fan service or anything like that but as as an outside fan this was a very enjoyable experience so I give it that now Let's get into more experiences as I pass it on to Mr. A&E for the movie experience. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the movie experience here where I will give you the good, the bad, and the experience of the hot, famous movies that's out there. And this time around in the year 2020, where there will be no exclusions. That means we got Netflix movies, theater movies, and straight-to-DVD kind of movies for you guys. And this week on the movie experience, we are going over Tyler Perry's latest film, A Fall from Grace. Now, usually on the movie experience, I give you guys the good, the bad, and the experience. I'm going to eliminate the good <laughs> because the only thing good about this movie is that a black man has his own studio. <laughs> but that's also going to fall into the bad in this movie as well because this whole review is going to be a spoiler 
full roast session. Oh yeah. Okay, I, I'm putting it out there right now with these movie experiences. Now I'm not going to hold back. I may start doing mu- mullet style reviews for people who doesn't know what that is. No spoilers in the front, spoilers at the back. But right now, you cannot talk about this movie without talking about the spoilers in it. So I want to get that out the way first, and that's what it was. So my wife, who's in there with my lovely daughter at the moment, oh, she she, she will be joining shortly. I don't even care if the baby's crying because, you know, she she said, Tyler Perry got this new movie. I kind of want to check it out. Now, usually when my wife tells me she wants to check out a Tyler Perry movie, it's not for good purposes. <laughs> it's not for us to, you know, to look at each other and admit that, you know, our love is strong. That's not what these movies are about. That's not why she's asking me to watch these things. So I said, okay, well, I wonder what is, you know, why does she want to see a fall from grace? I see why, because my wife wants to laugh. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not mad at her. So I made Swag on Zero check it out. Mm-hmm. And overall, I have to say, you know, not only is this a piece of shit of a movie, mm-hmm. I am more disappointed than angry. I I 100% agree. <clears throat> now, unfortunately for me, well, not even unfortunate because I put this on myself. I watched it three times because I really just couldn't. I I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was like, this is this is a piece of crap. Like <laughs> this movie was absolute garbage, and I was frustrated the first time I watched it. The second time I watched it, it became a comedy to me. Like it, it's now so bad it's laughable. Nope, it ain't there yet for me. It ain't there yet for me. For, I understand. Like for a lot of people, I understand. And you probably hurt more because you know this guy has a studio, and you know this guy like, and you know the size of his studio. You know where it's it, not like, even about the studio, Swag. It's not even about the studio. It's about I have seen Medea movies that were produced better than this movie. Uh huh. I have seen it when first of all I knew something was up when I see the whole Lionsgate thing come I was like oh shit oh I didn't even notice that see, so I was just like I, red flag number one I already knew something was up they have, even you can say what you want about the Medea movies mm-hmm. but some of those movies have are good produced movies that guess what were recorded where at the same fucking place yep so this movie starts off with a terrible metaphor <laughs> a terrible metaphor and, you know because it, it starts off with this older lady crying from a roof and this police officer doing the most terrible job to get her back into the window first of all that was the that's the worst police officer on the force I, I'll get to that later but he yeah. is the worst poli- I don't know how this and man have a job all of a sudden the choppers come in and as if they have no sense of communication, he's like, get them choppers out of like he's like they about to shoot her down or something. And then she just jumps and then says, A fall from grace. I say, Oh, so that's your metaphor, huh? <laughs> that's your metaphor, the fall from grace. So oh, yeah, she's back. Oh, yeah, she's back. Uh, oh, it got my little baby girl with me. So like I said, this is my movie experience, so I don't care who's part of this. So I'm sitting there thinking like number one, my my dad being a police officer. Let me tell you how none of that would have happened. Nope. Okay, number one, first why off... Yeah, well, I was about to ask, why are there choppers? First of all, if somebody was on top of their house, keyword, I said their house, mm-hmm. and somebody was called for a threat of jump or suicide thing, the first thing they would come do is set up, set, set up the catch balloon. Yep. It was on top of their house. Too. 
That should be at the bottom. Because houses are high and a jump from the top of your house can't kill you, but the catch balloon can't catch you. Yep. Number two, you have the negotiator there. First of all, this man came up to the fucking window. <laughs> they didn't even come out. And, it, and, and it's, it's sitting there like he like he chilling talking to this lady, and it's just like and I, I'm like, why is the chopper did it that made her fall? Like it was very terribly explained. I was like, you know what, this may have to be something for later in the movie, which it was, but the way it was brought up again was lazy. It was because let me lay next to my wife and be like this. After my wife tells me how bad of a day at work she had, I, I, I go like this to her. I see a lady jump today. But I'm alright. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. You didn't even have to start the movie like that. There was that, really no reason other than that to start the movie. Yeah, because it's a fall from grace. No, no, no. And the thing is, it comes back to it in the end, though. It does come back to it in the end, which is still a terrible thing. But still, I mean, it could have been done way better than that. So we, our story begins. Oh, everybody, please buckle in. So our story. Begins with this lady named Grace, mm-hmm. who is in jail. Oh, excuse me. Let, let, let's rewind again. I'm sorry. Our story begins with uh, a, a, the lawyer's name is Jasmine, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay, so she is obviously the, the wife of this cop who, who witnessed this woman jump. Yeah. But, but he's all right. So... She is. She's supposed to be one of the, you know uh, a very smart attorney, but she's not quite a lawyer just yet. She right. ain't a smart attorney. No, no, no. She was last in her class. <laughs> she had to be because you know what they try to they try to sell us that, that she was a good attorney, but yet that woman had no backbone in her whatsoever. Not at all. And, but but you know what? Let's. How does Tyler Perry illustrate no backbone? Like when. <laughs> Well, I'm about to go into the jail cell to interview somebody who's on trial for murder. So, what are they going to do? <laughs> no worries, she'll be handcuffed. Like, this woman will come walk and just choke the shit out. Okay, fine. And then when she get in there, she uh, drops the drops the folder showing all the her, her evidence. First of all, the folder, there. the folder didn't even drop. The papers slipped out lazily on the floor. And, then, and she, like, positioned everything to face the door all of a sudden while on the floor. And I was like, oh, this is a joke. <laughs> so she, the way they, they make her look like the she is the epitome of the phrase, C's still get degrees. Yes. <laughs> what was every every review I saw about this, the the bit of the movie that I saw, I was like, how did she graduate law school? She couldn't have because you know what? Grace, who is uh, the person that's on trial for murder for killing her husband, was was interrogating her better than the lawyer was interrogating. It was like, did Tyler Perry see Just Mercy and said, I can do better than that? Yeah. No, he didn't. He watched the Law and Order Marathon. No, there's no way. He there's no the way. Law and Order Marathon. It was just like, I'm going to strip this to its bare bones and just have at it. Like, sir. So, this lady, Grace, uh, is an older lady. Her best friend is Felicia Rashad, which, by the way, leave far away, far away from this movie. Felicia Rashad is too good to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. Her and Cecil Tyson. Somebody please get clear. Yes. Yeah, and go, no, I know she want to support, you know, our people, but sometimes our people got to be checked. And Tyler's on top of that list. You know what? If you 
if you think about it, she looked out for herself. Because she was the only ones in this movie who didn't look crazy. And she had her own hair. <laughs> so, she uh, uh, got divorced. She mm-hmm. has her own place, but then also she meets this, she meets this guy. Right. And this guy who is a just in the wrong time period. Yo, he like, just in the nineties or <laughs> I was like, what is going the, on? They were trying to go for the Zion Williamson hairstyle, but their wig was so thick and bad at the bottom where that, the fade began oh to do it going to the high top, it looked straight eighty it looked cameo. That wig was horrible. We have come so far in the hair technologies. Why are we not in Tyler Perry Studios? <laughs> no, no, not Tyler Perry Studios. Just in life, you can literally go on the internet, on any one of these websites, and get a lace wig for like thirty dollars. Okay, but why get a wig for thirty dollars when you can just go to the Tyler Perry Studio where he's at his own thrift store with unused wigs that were made cheaply? My man, he goes to Party City. <laughs> there are certain things I guess when we get further down the like the line in this and we finish summarizing everything that I got to say. I just gotta say. But go ahead, please. So after she after she gets winded down by this guy, by the way, worst diner scene I have seen in any kind of date movie. Oh, you Dude, mean that, the with that, the empty cups? You know what? No, they empty it cups. It wasn't even that. It was the I actors. never <laughs> I never knew extras couldn't act. <laughs> Yo, like, I never knew that an extra can't act huh? because because an extra is supposed to be a breathing human in the background. And when you can't be noticed, when you can't do that right, <laughs> you have a problem. Because you know what? It wasn't just about the guy drinking air and eating uh, no noodles on his fork. It was about the whole line of people that was on that side of the restaurant. Yeah, that whole because line of people. I pay attention to them. Yep. Each one well, of them looked at the I, camera at least once. Mm-hmm. Was look at the camera. I never see somebody eat food and wipe off their fork and knife every, every, every time they bite something. <laughs> it's not natural. It, it was uncomfortable. They was over there. The actors were over there sighing because they were nervous, I guess. And it, it was so noticeable because actually it's just supposed to be in the background. Yes. It's so bad, it's noticeable, which takes away from the, I guess, the romantic scene that they're trying to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First of all, I'm mad they're in a diner drinking wine. That reminds me of Joe Franklin, doesn't Yeah, it? I was a little lost. I was like, what the heck are they doing with a salad? Yeah. <laughs> wine and a salad. Didn't I... hey. and, 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 and so after he, he wines the dinosaur, after... Uh, Literally. After he see, <laughs> after um, the, the the terrible CGI butterflies, oh, the, no, fireflies. the fireflies. I like to make myself believe that planet Earth turns slowly. Like that, <laughs> those were horrible fireflies, and it was just like the acting too. Turned around three times. Look, and you and you know them Christmas lights that you have on your wall that you just plant on the um, plant in the grass, and they like show oh, a projection to the wall. That's what yeah. it looked like. That's yeah. what it looked like. My mother always those. Yes, my mom pulls up every year. But to be no. honest with you, I would have preferred those. No, he used a Windows Movie Maker filter. That's what he used. I mean, let's not talk about filters, please. 
<laughs> because every day it looked like rain. <laughs> and yep. it, I oh, met yeah. first with Sean was talking about stuff. He, he he said he went through his phone and said, Michael Bay, no, no. Oh, Zack Snyder, here you go. And put that filter in the camera. And all this grayscale is everywhere. And I'm sitting, and then Felicia Rashad got there talking about stuff like the weatherman lied, like it's going to rain today. No, it like it's going to rain yesterday, too. <laughs> and the day before, and the day after. Every day looked like it's about to rain, even in the courtroom. <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> so we're not even going to talk about filters. So after he, he, he marries her, then all of a sudden he becomes very abusive <laughs> towards her. Look. I'm sorry. Abuse is never funny. The ashtray it is. I'm just waiting. Yeah, that ashtray was hilarious. To get to this part. Go ahead. That's, so That's not even my favorite line. I'll tell you my favorite line in the movie when it comes. So with, with the abuse that happens, like like the, like the shit that like he really does not give a fuck. It, it uh, breaks into her account. She loses her job because uh, she, there, there's over $1,000 missing. First of all, from- how fucking stupid do you got to be to have your work laptop showing your met, your, your your job records? While you in bed, how I mean, dumb do you, you have to be? If you don't your nice young husband of being a thief, from so cameo, no, just like as a whole, like when you're done with that, you gotta close it. Even when she he came up to the job, saw him taking pictures, I was like, oh my god, he like you you see him angling it at the computer screen. I just I can't. I mean, I mean, hey, I I, I can agree with what you're saying. The work thing, the whole thing about her getting fired—that's not how this works. No, it's not how it works at all. Nope. They build a case. We perfect example: a place we used to work at. This exact thing happened. They let this person bury themselves. They dug themselves into a hole they could not come out of, mm-hmm. and then they fired them. Right. Because. Shit like this, fraudulence does happen. Right. And you had 60 but, people walk into that office. Only two of them are in there. Like, Exactly. Like, but you know what? I, I just think that other writer that that, that, that that was writing for her got it wrong. Oh, damn. He ain't got no other writers. Nope. He did so, it all by himself. Because he doesn't know how far it works. Because, you know, so uh, I play. I don't know if he does. <clears throat> so, you know what makes it worse? I, I just looked this up because I couldn't believe it. I heard it, but I couldn't believe it. Apparently, the actor who played Jasmine said this film, this movie was filmed in five days. Yes, yes. it shows. Yep. They bragged about it like it was a good thing. So after he to sit there and she catches him cheating on her, she <laughs> oh, a little better than that. That's so messed up. That yeah. was trash. You're like my mama living better than that. I'm like, bruh. You, I was so, like, wow. <clears throat> she takes. Mm, she takes a baseball bat and I want to take a chunk of this man's head out. Ashtray, bitch. Ashtray. Ashtray, bitch. I was like, I was cracking up. <laughs> uh, I said, this is, this is not if right. If I was a horrible person, I would make that my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Don't. Don't get us with that kind of love. Oh my god! This, Don't this get us with that kind of love. So, and, and I just like how the look. cops come to the door, and it's like, like these guys just no, no, no. 
and it's like, oh my. Alfred has the worst cops in all his movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the worst. Like you know how cops work. He in Atlanta, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after she literally is like a chunk of this man's head missing, mm-hmm. she throws him down the steps. He should be dead. She drives to the middle of nowhere. I don't know how she threw him down the steps. She she literally drives to the set of Dateline Secrets Uncovered. Yep. And just says, <laughs> yeah. And then she says, she calls Sarah and lets her know that she murdered her husband. But when Sarah goes to the house, for some reason he's not there. <laughs> yeah. So, so wait, wait. Uh huh. All spoilers. You want me to tell you? You, I mean, you only believe this old lady because mm-hmm. they they do not do her any favors and make her look like she's young at all. No, she's probably old. Swung this baseball bat mm-hmm. and beat the brakes off this man. The brakes with no pedals. Yeah, he was bloody. Threw him. She dragged his body. Mm-hmm. Tossed him down the steps. With all his rings on. <laughs> then left and goes and drives away, calls her homie, and she goes there and there's no body. My question was, why are you driving and, in the middle of nowhere without the body? Where, where were you trying to get to? She just drove. And I was like, okay. what, she, what, 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 what's your plan? You know, but here's the thing. So when this happened, I was just like, wait a minute. This is my, my, one of my issues, too, because I'm like, the character of Grace, I don't understand if she was that embarrassed with herself or what happened. Mm-hmm. But if... I thought if I killed somebody and the body wasn't there, or, or she thought as though that maybe Sarah moved the body and she would get Sarah in trouble, I felt as though that she was just accepting this guilty plea just a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. There was no fight in her. Mm. And I, 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 he I was... Broke, he broke her. Okay. Yeah, I felt like it was that. Like, you know she, how it was him? like It was more like a, she has nothing to live for now because everything was taken away. How did he break her? Well, that's Trey, bitch! <laughs> Yeah, keep, that's how you broke her. Keep going. Like I'm going to get to my favorite line in the movie. Ooh, okay, go ahead. I just, I'm sorry. So here's the big twist in the Y'all movie. ain't been best friends long enough for this, by the way. Not at all. So <laughs> I ain't the, calling my six-year best the, friend for the, this. The big twist is that Sarah knows Shannon. No, no, no. That's no because that, 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 that's her son. Okay, oh, I say that's the the twist. When you when you bring it up, you gotta be like the twist is. No, I got no. This that's movie does not earn my enthusiasm. Like they listen, they really. He and, was really trying to get his M Night Shyamalan on with this one. And yeah. the, the, the the old lady that that's been peeking through the house and barely escaping before Felicia Rashad gets back is Cicely Tyson. Oh. And my favorite line. You can have her. Is she like number three on the speed dial behind Oprah and no, Jesus? No, because she is there to say, I know Hollywood ain't gonna catch me nothing else. Just I'll just take whatever type of movie I can. Let's be real. If I, she really wanted to, she's Cicely Tyson. She could get work. Yeah, my favorite line in the movie where uh her and is it Jasmine? 
the main character? I, I don't know. Jasmine, the, the, yeah. the lawyer? Yeah, yeah. Ja- the quote-unquote yeah. lawyer. Her name is Jasmine. Uh, they in the kitchen. She turns and looked at her. They hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Is he? Is this? Is he trying to make a horror movie? And then they had Jasmine tied to a chair in the closet. Felicia Rashad sitting there laughing like Maleficent. And you just see... Billy, I'm sorry, not Billy, <laughs> Makai Brooks, easily yeah, crawled from the background in the darkness, just like, ha, 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 what my mama said. I was like, yeah, this is not a real movie. Plot twist, that's the better looking mama. Right. Felicia Rashad. I mean, so you weren't lying. I just, <laughs> so, I was like, you can not leave Luann from In the Heat of the Night Alone. Okay, oh yeah, speaking Ooh. of was she the cop? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Steve just realized who Grace is. Wow. So anybody who used to go to their grandma's house when you had to watch in the heat of the, that that is a uh, that's who Grace is. <laughs> in the heat of the night. Wow. She was Cluan. Cluan, my right from Mississippi. Wow. She looked she better back then. Stop. <laughs> So overall, obviously, so uh, when because uh, once again, I did not get to the end of the movie, but you I damn sure read about it. You, you didn't. Oh, we all saw the spoiler reviews. You didn't see the end. No, we we had to be. You had to come to the podcast. Oh, okay. So um, a little bit of time left. So what's her name? Uh, <laughs> so they uh, found out that Felicia Rashad was the corporate and everything, and yeah, so they. They had another court session. Pretty much the judge said, yeah, we're sorry. Uh, you're free to go. I was like, wait, that's it? First of all, this is hella unrealistic because that shit ain't happening to me. Yeah, they, first of all, the government apologizing to a black person is uh, unbelievable. Two, I was I was still like, that's it? We're just going to leave it at that? It's like, how do you feel that you're now free? And, and like, uh, she said, how did you feel that you're now free? Good. All the, All these news reporters are like, um, gathering around her, trying to get her opinion. And there was just one like, oh my God, Tyler Perry, you just need to stop making movies. Where one of the reporters asked him, he was like, how do you feel now that it's over? Everyone literally stops in their tracks. She looks at them so serious. It ain't over. And just keeps on walking. And I was like, what the fuck was that? What was that? And it was so over dramatic how it, they did it. Because they literally, everyone stopped in their tracks. Music, nothing. She looks at them, looks like she was like shaking. It ain't over. I'm like, oh, oh, oh is, is, are you alluding to a sequel? Far from mercy, fall from mercy or something? Like, what, what are we doing? And then Felicia Rashad is still out there. That's my problem. She, with she, this. she went to another retirement home. She was like, Oh yeah, I heard she was a. Uh, I heard this person was a um, ambassador of a bank or something. What's her trust fund like? Oh, and and the lady is freely giving out her information from the, at the retirement home, and then Felicia Rashad closed the door in the retirement home and then credits. And I'm like, this now, is okay, shit. this is my question here. So as far as I can tell from the rest of the spoiler reviews, they marked high top. Okay. Yeah, they shot. So him. how is she- how is she, she still going to get away with the scheme? And why is she still out here on the streets? We, I don't know. I don't know. 
Yeah, Does she have another son that we don't know about? So he's like, now you gonna do the fucking. And, then, <laughs> I, and, all, and you gonna rob these old ladies. Like, what are we doing? We we don't know. Just now, know it ain't over. Now, <laughs> now this is what I want to get at too. I got to put up that summary out the way. This is what I want to get at. Uh-huh. This, this disappoints me. Yes, it does. <clears throat> Tyler Perry. I don't know if Netflix has said you had to do this movie in a certain amount of days. I don't know if there's a deadline he had to do. But there's absolutely no excuse for the level of quality in this movie. Now, I'm trying to be serious here because I, 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 I wanna, I'm going to name some things. Coming to America 2. Mm-hmm. Bad Boys for Life. Yep. That's right. Bad Boys for Life did come Part there. of Black Panther. Walking Dead. That's there, when they got the baseball bat. Some and there was, there was there was some other show there, uh, a movie that that was recorded there. Those were recorded at Tyler Perry Studios. You did not know that. Some scenes from Black Panther were recorded at Tyler Perry Studios before it was known as Tyler Perry Studios. Wow. He gives them the nice part, and he gets no, he gets no, 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 no. The whole thing is you, 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 because you can see, you know, what certain things is like is what we recorded, what's supposed to be looking like, something like that, blah, 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 whatever the case may be. <clears throat> However, uh, there is no excuse for the quality of this, the Oval, and Sisters, because it all looks the same. Mm-hmm. You have a 330 acre studio, 12 sound stages. This studio is bigger than some of the biggest studios that movies have ever produced on silver screen, such as MGM and Paramount and uh, uh, Disney. Yep. There is no excuse. And you know what? I'm also tired. Because he's be held accountable for this shit. That's the okay. This is what I was waiting to get here. Tyler Perry can do what he wants because he has a devoted fan base. Yep. Who will watch his movies because he knows to them the quality <coughs> is not that important. You can literally give them anything and they'll be happy for it. Because I think what was I watching? And somebody said that the the age, the demographic was um, forty five to fifty five or something like that, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not the demographic anymore. The demographic when he started was mid, I want to say mid forties to late fifties, maybe church ladies. Now. Those same church ladies are mid fifties to late sixties, and will just take it because it's Tyler Perry. This is the problem. You've opened yourself up to a whole different demographic of people by putting this movie on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Tyler Perry movies ain't never been a one movies, and you have to basically you have to seek them out. If you're going to go to the movies to go see Boom Badia 2 or whatever it was called, 
Go ahead. You gonna go get it on DVD? Or you gonna go get a bootleg of one of the plays or something? Fine. But not when everybody else who is not typically your audience can see this on Netflix. Should you put this quality of a movie out? And this is where, because I, I honestly, I'm not a huge fan of everybody doing all the think pieces and everything. Do what you want. It's the internet. You can do whatever you want. I just be like, all right, y'all. After a while, it's like, we de- we beating a dead horse. But I saw several good articles about how Tyler Perry, he just be out here disrespecting us and making money on the backs of black women and don't seem to give a shit about the fact that people been saying for years, sir, we tired of these same tropes that you put in every movie. We tired of looking like the victim. We tired of dark skinned black men being the vic- being the um the aggressors and the bad guys. We we tired. But we're not his core demographic because they eat this shit up. They was like, yeah. this is a good movie. And I'm like, who listen here now, period, between every word, auntie on Facebook. This was not a good movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. This don't help our chance at the Oscars, period, either. <laughs> no, but, 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 but hear what I'm saying. Ignorant people, just hear me out. Ignorant people, when they said, okay, Oscar's so white, and okay, let's get our black movies out there, and then you have somebody who got a 338 girls, which is probably bigger than any studio that anybody ever made that's sitting in the Oscars, and this is what they produce out. I don't think it's about the studio, it's about his name. His notoriety, who has their weight behind him. One of those, one of the shows on OWN, right? That uh-huh. ambition show with Robin Givens got canceled. People have been complaining that Tyler Perry shows are trash forever and they all still on OWN. Tyler Perry is trash. I said, but even the production. You're not listening to what I'm saying yeah. to you. They don't mm. give a shit. It don't matter. He could be putting out A, if he put, was putting out A1 movies, they'd be like, okay, cool. It don't matter if he had a studio or not. It's this could have been solely Lionsgate and not Tyler Perry Productions. Mm-hmm. He has a name, and he has other people like Oprah putting your name behind him. I agree with you that this this is just you know how oh we they just make black movies and they're not great and blah blah blah. This is what Black Panther and all of them are combating. And my thing is, it don't have to be so divisive that it's like, okay, well, we got to, for every black parent, we got to fall from grace. It's really not, it don't have to be that way. My issue here is, there's space for everybody. We've been having bad movies forever and ever. Lots of the movies that that we love from the 90s that are like the quote-unquote hood classics are not good movies. Mm Mm-hmm. But they don't take themselves seriously either, really. I, 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 I could debate that, but okay. I mean, some of them, yes, but not all of them. You can't convince me that Booty Call was taking itself serious. No, it wasn't. But if I if I look at that Boys in the Hood or even Paid in Full, but Bayes, that they're both good movies. Yeah, <clears throat> they're just they're hood classics, but they're still good movies. But the ones that we you could debatably be like are bad. I don't think we're taking themselves serious. Tyler Perry takes himself very serious. But I think the problem is the only person that Tyler Perry takes serious is Tyler Perry. 
Mm. He don't take the thoughts and feelings and the the representation and the responsibility that he has to represent these people in his movies fairly or accurately. He even he did don't take first it man, first man, the Neil Armstrong biopic, and Pitch Perfect on here. He Three de- again. That's just people renting out this lot. It's a, I'm just saying, but yeah, okay. I think this is the problem. Black people are too stuck on the fact that Tyler Perry has a studio. We can be happy that he employs black actors and that he has this that he has this record breaking studio and still be upset with the quality of content that he produces. He can have whatever movies he wants on there. These places, these are done by other companies. They're just coming and saying this part of this lot. Uh, this, I mean, this part of this the studio is good enough for what we need it for. That's cool, and now because they wouldn't rent it from him if it wasn't. That has nothing to do. What movies rent his lot has nothing to do with his content because other movies rent lot space and all kinds of stuff from other studios. But you don't hear that shit when Paramount puts out a trash movie. Nobody says, "Man, but all these other great movies were made on Paramount's lot." Paramount put out a trash movie. They don't have shit to do with it. This is his personal thing. Him walk, walking around, flaunting, talking about work ethic because he wrote all of his scripts for all of his shows and all of his movies for all of these different types of people in these shows. That's going to be a that's going to be his downfall right there. You're one man. You cannot tell the story of all these different people accurately or effectively. You can tell what you think what you've seen. And then the article that got me most... Even Spike Lee got a writing room. Yeah. The article that got me most was... It was actually an interview clip with him and... um, I think her name is Crystal Fox that played Grace. And she was like, oh, we had this knockdown drag-out argument about the hair because, you know, I am a black woman and I know that our hair is a discussion piece. Regardless of what we do, I could just be sitting here. Somebody's going to have something to say about my hair. Mm -hmm. Whether I ask them to or not. And she was like, she basically was like, these wigs are trash, okay? You got me out here looking crazy. (coughs) And she, and he's just like, well, I don't care. You know, it don't make a a no, no, never mind to me. And what difference does that make? I don't care about hair as long as you got it fixed and together before you get before we start shooting. That's your job. Mm-hmm. If you're writing, directing, producing this, mm-hmm. then it, it it's your project. Your name is on it because you make sure every movie we see from you is Tyler Perry presents whatever. It's your job to make sure your actors and your sets look decent. Why do you feel like it's okay? And you know, you know, whether you give a shit or not, you know that everything about us is a hot topic. You don't, you didn't have enough courtesy to listen to this black woman about how a black woman should be portrayed. You know, I, I do because, you know, that breaks my heart a little bit because right, even right here at their coalition, I produce all the material here. Right? But it got in. Uh, I still want each thing to have its own life. It's not like its own thing. Oh, excuse me. My apologies. Me and Swag produce everything on their coalition. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm so we we want things to have our own the own sound, our own feel, stuff like that too. I I I just get a little hurt because y'all know how much I love and adore film, mm-hmm. and I hate that when I have somebody that looks like me to my skin tone who has this massive studio, but yet does not take just the film criteria one on one, and when he has this quote quote work ethic, which he's, he's he has such such lazy stuff, and that doesn't want to take the initiative to change when you have all this money. That's not work ethic to me. That's lazy. I don't think that's lazy. That uh, yeah, is. I wouldn't call it lazy, but it's it's he's. It seems like you because he did post that Instagram video of him, like showing off like forty scripts that he wrote, and it was like. He's like, yeah, this is worth anything, and I'm like, no. Nah, I mean, understand, but you should also want to have quality over quantity. Yeah, and but this is the thing. More on the quantity factor. For the quality, again, I think all that matters to him is they. I, I watch Kevin on stage and Doughboy, and they're always just like, there's a ninety five percent and there's a five percent. The five percent can be loud sometimes. And you but you have to learn to ignore them. In this case, the larger majority here, I think, are people who think his movies are not good. Mm-hmm. But all he cares about is the people who do think his movies are good or the people who are going to see his movies to prove that they're not good uh at all yeah. are still making him money. Because think about it. We all talk cash shit about this movie. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure it's one of the most streamed things on Netflix right now. Yeah. Well, look, you know what? You're absolutely right. Because I didn't even want to see this movie until you brought it to my attention. I, I had no intention on watching this movie and actually liking it. I heard that Tyler Perry had a movie on Netflix. He pretty much gave away the whole movie in the trailer. And I said, now I got to watch this. I know it's going to be a mess. Because we all know Tyler Perry wigs be a mess. I didn't know that the production and everything. If they want to talk about it, can we get into some of the funnier things about like what was wrong with this movie? Because I have a personal gripe. Uh, sure. Since when have we ever seen a file cabinet with plants and papers and books in a courtroom next to the the the, uh, the witness box or the witness stand? When has that happened? The same day like Rain had a courtroom. I know we get. I, I know we had a cloudy day in the courtroom. Did, did, did I believe in lights? Because I remember I was watching. I was watching the review, the double toasted review, and they were like, "We don't get a. Uh, they get like a montage, and we don't really hear a whole lot of the witnesses or whatever." So as I'm sitting here watching this montage with these these uh just random legal words sprinkled in mm. i'm just sitting here like one it is hella dark in this courtroom two why is that file cabinet <laughs> right there it's very noticeable <laughs> like, like she could have went over there and leaned on it and started asking questions yeah living single had a better courtroom than that you if you have a murder trial it did yes. if you have a murder trial it's nothing to be in this little civil court cases room. 
another funny part was this cop, how he just handcuffed people and said, "Stay there." Like that, that's not your job, brother. <laughs> that, that's, you're not doing a good job, brother. They, they're not going. They're not going to just going to freeze in place. Like he 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 handcuffed this one dude, got in the car and left him. I'm like, you just you just abandoned your job. <laughs> You literally locked Felicia Rashad up, not to a chair. You just locked. You just handcuffed her. Now you stay there. What's what well, you going to say? Yes. Officer, man. If I, if we're being completely honest, we're looking at the end of the movie. And she obviously got away. Yeah. He should have lost his job. Yeah, he should have lost his job. He should have lost his job. Or or least, jump on the top of the house. Or at least been on an administrative leave, because that is how the real the real world works. Tyler What's Perry Lane. He was he messing up. still have his job or have just lost his job. He was messing up the majority of the time. He's like, hey, baby, but, I need you to I need you to look this person up. Well, I'll probably get fired, but okay. Like, you should get thing. fired for what you're doing. People do that all the time. Be like, well, can you look up such and such for me? You know, just while you at work. Nobody's gonna question why you searching somebody's name. Mm. Sir, you are not important enough somebody be looking over your shoulder. Let's be honest. Because if you were, you wouldn't. You would be getting away with the shit that you're doing. That's because nobody's paying no attention to you. Coffee. Yeah, um, J. Jameson. And that is not <coughs> as many. You can watch two to three episodes of any show with lawyers. Mm. Nobody's boss is following them around and going to every interview they got. You know what? Just to criticize what they're doing and tell them how they finna be fired. It just hit me. She, she don't got a job, do we? It just hit me. Tyler Perry is Vince McMahon. <laughs> That's hilarious. It just hit me. Why is he Vince Tyler McMahon? Tyler Perry is the black Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon created a whole universe so he does not deal with the outside world. Everything the WWE universe, the old network stream service, because BT Plus is Tyler Perry Network. Pretty much, uh, ain't nothing on there, y'all. I- he creates his own content, and Vince McMahon writes his stories because now they got a room of twenty-three writers. But before then, Vince used to write off everything, but now every time the twenty-three writers write something, he he, wanna- he he crumbles it up and writes it himself. So he does not r- r- understand. How today's world works. Neither does Tyler Perry. <laughs> That's why I've t- it makes sense. Y'all, is, you're not wrong. He is the black Vince man, and the way he wants to portray his characters, just like Vince, is the way he's going to portray because Vince is going for one demographic that does not care. There's two demographics in this world that don't care about how films are portrayed. That is your kids. And that's your adult, your your your, your grown older, older people, adults. older adults. Those are the two demographics that do not care. Those two demographics that when they watch the movie, they talk about so. Wait a minute, how come that? Uh, how come Top Top didn't get nominated for Madea's family reunion? I tell you why. <laughs> they be like, oh no, they just treating Tyler bad. Tyler's treating Tyler bad. Okay. Right. You think kids? You, you you think kids care about? What what storyline is inconsistent? All they want to see is Roman Reigns beat up King Corbin. They don't care. They are the same exact 
person. It, 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 and what they do, they build themselves a universe that they don't have to go out. They don't have to answer no questions. They answer no but questions. But you don't want to have to answer nobody. What do you do? You build your own thing. The problem, the flaw with that is, at some point, there's a downfall. Because you are entertaining the masses who are out here in the real world. And you are quite disconnected from the real world. Because I understand. Here's my thing. I don't think that this man, I think, is disconnected from the real world because of age and ego. Mm-hmm. Tyler Perry's not dis- so disconnected from the real world that he doesn't know what's going on. He's disconnected, I think, strictly off the of ego, not age. Ego and the fact that he's been able to get this far. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, if I, if it ain't broke, why try and fix it? His problem is going to be Unfortunately, his demographic is going to pass away at some point. By then, I think he will ride off into the sunset and just rent off his rent out his uh studio for people to use and stop producing content because we're not gonna buy it. Mm. When the fifty-five to sixty-five year old Christian black woman demographic is done for for him, that's it. Well. So ratings. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say we are going to go ahead because there's no. Uh, we all had a, a a wild experience with this, so I mean, like, I I would never, you know, I be mean, after that whole metaphor from the beginning of the film. I said, well, this is what, this is what we dri- in the driver's seat for. So, <laughs> swag on zero. Yep. Give me your rating for a fall from grace. Uh, the first time I watched it, uh, again, I watched it three times. The first time I watched it, it was around me my refund. This was unacceptable. But after the um, after the second time, I found more laughter in it. So I'll get a catch it at the barbershop because I did gain some form of emotions out of this movie. Yeah, that I'm mad that you know we can do better as people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Lady Sketch, your review for your uh, review for yeah. Ashtray, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's my rate. Fuck this movie, man. I'm trying to drink water here. And- <laughs> <laughs> that is my rating. Ashtray, bitch. Ashtray, bitch. That's a you know what? Yeah. Fuck this movie. You know, I'm going to agree. You know, Ashtray, bitch, this thing sucks gerbil titties, all that shit. Gerbil titties? What the? <laughs> <laughs> nothing going to lay down. You no, That's what the no, YouTube trend is saying, right? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? No, man. Ask Jay, bitch. This thing sucked German titties because rubbing my refund is not going to be. Rubbing my refund is too nice. For this movie. <laughs> for this movie, because it is, because I'm already mad. Netflix took $17 out of my account today. And I'm it's like. Also, not what? $17. I got, I got, the, I got the premium. The price did go, but I got the premium. Damn, because I want to watch Netflix and people are trying to God by Netflix, I can't get in touch with them. You better cut them off. <laughs> you better cut them off. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's not for this. Running my refund is not applicable here because I do not want Netflix to run my refund. I want to be able to watch, binge watch The Office at, at my leisure. Oh my God. So, <laughs> or watch Hip Hop Evolution. So I don't need my refund. I should do I that. Just, maybe we should block it. I don't know. <laughs> Well, how about this? So that was our, that was a movie experience, and um, 
Once again, hope you guys enjoyed this streaming and ranting. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying this version of movie experience. So, what my plan is to do one every week, so I can get consistent. Next week, uncut gems because it comes to Netflix January 31st. Yep. So it will be. So I'm gonna plan on watching it that Friday, so we can review it next week. So, uh, once again. This was NC the place to be. This is NC the place to be. Children of Sandy. The Anime Hero Swag on Zero. Integrated Slate Sketch. And I'll see you at the movies. All right. I hope you enjoyed that movie experience. We're going to dial it back a little bit. We're going to get into some gaming news. And by gaming news, I guess I might as well take the lead in this because news has circulated. Kingdom Hearts has two new development teams and a new title is coming surprisingly soon. God, the Square Enix. When you say surprisingly, do you mean like within within this decade? I mean, you about to say before Sage goes to middle school. To be fair, I I, I get in this I get in this debate a lot. To be fair, the reason why Kingdom Hearts took so long to release is because they had to switch the engines mid game. They meant they made the game. Unreal Forge came out. Square Enix forced them to redo it, so they had to redo it. But yes, so again, before stage goes to middle school. Yes, in okay. fact, one of them is coming out this year, um, and that will be Kingdom Hearts Project Xehanort is what it's going to be quoted as. And this is the origin story of the vi- main antagonist of the series. Um, this should be this is going to be a mobile game, so we're going to learn a little bit of history about him. And oh. it was also said that this, after this game, the fourth one will come out. So. I would say the fourth one, at latest, 2023, uh, we should get something, some at least some information about Kingdom Hearts 4. But I am definitely excited. I'm not a mobile game player, but I'm interested to see his backstory because we didn't get too much in the third game about well, You don't play your cell phone? You don't play the mobile games? I don't. I do not play mobile games. Okay. I've never been a... I, I, I'm not. I have been a mobile gamer, but... Uh, I feel like they were too distracting for me, and I was missing out on. I, was, I can't I was, play video games on a, on a cell phone. Only like the little Candy Crush type games. I cannot get into the game. You got to do a bunch of shit. I remember I had NBA jams on my iPad, one, my iPod one time. Yeah. It just sucked. I can only. I was like, that doesn't sound like a good time. Yeah, I was gonna say it don't. But now we are going to talk about Kingdom Hearts three. A year in review. Kingdom Hearts Remind just dropped. If you want to see gameplay of that, check out my live streams. I've been doing it while mostly all weekend long. Um, yeah, so go check that out on the Nerd Coalition YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe so you can check out uh, when they go up. And join us for the fun. Kingdom Hearts 3. Now, I wanted to hold off on my review for it. I did give it a review on our podcast a while back. But... I was feeling a little skeptical because it didn't feel complete to me. So what perfect time then to have this DLC come out than to give it a review. So I'm going to break it down in parts. Uh, I'm not going to try to take too long because I wanted to keep this podcast an hour and a half, but I'm going to try to condense it down as much as I can without leaving too much out. So I'm going to break it down in parts. I'm going to break down the vanilla style of the game, and then I'm going to break it down with the DLC. Now, Kingdom Hearts 3 was a big important game to me because this series this one first of all kingdom hearts 2 is my favorite game out of the series so having this come out was a big 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 um 
I can't even think of the word. This was uh, this is definitely the game I was anticipating. So in this game, you're pretty much um, get, gearing up for the Keyblade War. However, you lost most of your power in the previous game, which was Dream Drop Distance, Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance. So your sword going around, regaining his power, and also trying to learn the power of waking so he could bring back an army of the seven lights of key the seven lights uh the seven guardians of light so they could go against the 13 guardians of darkness and have an epic keyblade war this story i would say this is the I w- i'm not going to say the weakest but i would give it third place with kingdom hearts 2 on top kingdom hearts 1 as second and kingdom hearts 3 as the um really story. okay story wise yes the reason why is because within Kingdom Hearts um, 1 and 2, each time you traveled to Disney World, you had an overarching theme. And the worlds also went through that theme with you. And that was completely missing in Kingdom Hearts. Uh, mm-hmm. What I did like about Kingdom Hearts is that they, with certain worlds, they did branch out and have their own story, such as <coughs> Big Hero 6. It was a continuation from Big Hero 6, and they brought their own story to it. So, for example, in that world, um, they were trying to do research on a on gathering data to see if you could make an artificial art. Uh, that's what the villains were doing. So they brought back Betamax, who was in that portal in the previous movie. I'm not sure if you guys seen it. Um, in Big Hero 6, Betamax was sent into this portal where he couldn't come back. So they brought yeah. him back and filled him up with darkness, and you had to fight him. He he was the main antagonist of that world, and you also helped the team get upgrades and all that. So having a story like that, it was it was fantastic because it was fresh, it was it felt canon, and it was just fun to play in that world and have that story where it was much more engaging instead of instead of retelling the movie like some worlds do. The worst one, without a doubt, was Frozen because you literally it's, it was a it, it was pretty much the movie, and the problem with that it felt like Sword Donald Goofy didn't need to be there at all. This was just a world they put in for fan service, so that was one of the lowest points. Whereas every other world in the Kingdom Hearts lore, period, they impacted the world. That so that was that's I take a lot of major points off of that for story wise. Uh, two, it did feel rushed in some points because um, when you use the power of waking and you gain some of your um, and you gain some, recruit some of your friends back, it felt like you just got them and then you went to war. They didn't really get time to flesh out the character or what they went through. For example, there's a character named Aqua who went through the realm of darkness. She has been there for over seventy five years, I should say. Mm. I'm just putting an estimate out there. Now, of course, she didn't age because the realm of darkness has no time, but she has been in there just fighting the darkness since. And with that, you you may you can understand like she probably has PTSD from being in there. She's probably very unmotivated from being in there and all that. It was a point in the game where you had to fight her because the darkness overwhelmed her. And as soon as she, as soon as you got the darkness away from her. She was good, and she went right to war. And it was like, that doesn't... that You, you guys could have done much better story-wise with that and addressing the character instead of mainly focusing on Sora and his uh, issues. 
which I still don't have a problem with, but I felt like that could have been fleshed out a lot more. The next point I'm going to oh, and the last thing with the story, I would say the overarching Keyblade War, the pretty much the end game of the game. It could have been a whole lot better. I understand like a lot of people were disappointed in this and I could completely understand why they were disappointed to me. It answers some of the questions I had. However, you could you could tell they were purposely leaving a lot of things open. And I wish they didn't do that. Like, um, pretty much given the opportunity for the DLC to come out so you could be like, okay, so this fills up this gap and that. Oh, so, so they made it with the door open. Right, right, right. Kind of the door open. Uh I'll it'll probably make sense it'll make sense when I get to the DLC for it. Oh my apologies. Uh, oh no, no, it's no problem. Two, the combat. This, hands down, is the best combat and the cleanest combat that we have in all Kingdom Hearts game, period. Now, the best thing about this combat is that you get to switch Keyblades on the fly. You didn't have that ability in the other Kingdom Hearts games. Now, what I mean by switching Keyblades, now, Sora has his traditional Keyblade, which is the Kingdom Key. It looks like a regular key. But each world that you pretty much go through, and after you beat that world you get a Keyblade themed after that world. So mm. I'm sure you remember um, during Christmas time, I got the Toy Story Keyblade. Yes. It was based off of that world. After you beat that world, that's the Keyblade you get. All right. And not only is it the Keyblades you can switch them, the Keyblades have forms. So the the Toy Story Keyblade, if you do a combo long enough, you could change it into a hammer, and then you can change it into a drill. Another keyblade you could change it into guns, and then you could change it to a cannon. Others you could change it to claws, and then you could change it to attacking yo-yos. So it was very, very, very fresh on gameplay, and even took things that didn't work in my opinion and made it feel great. So in Dream Drop Distance, they introduced a mechanic called flow motion, where you could jump from point A to B very quickly. They cleaned that up so well in this game. I've completely forgiven in Dream Drop Distance. Uh, for one, the problem with Dream Drop Distance, it was being played on a handheld, which I felt like it was it was it was a nice feel, but I feel like it was too ambitious. Okay. It was too ambitious for that system. And it didn't feel it didn't feel authentic, I would say. I would say that's the best word for it. So having that reformed onto the Unreal Engine 4 and an actual like PS4 controller or Xbox controller if you're playing on Xbox it felt great the combo system felt great however that leads me to the challenges in this game Sora is too damn powerful that was the biggest problem that he was too damn powerful and they almost felt like there was nothing you can do I mean I'm sorry there was nothing that can stop you in this game so you, you did what I'm OP uh, I I would like him powerful, but you have to have the challenge equivalent to the power given. I should say. Okay. So, like, like if I'm Superman, I expect a Doomsday, not a Lex Luthor. Okay, you're right. You're right. I, I, so I'll, I'll that, that was the problem with it. Sora was way too powerful, and it felt like the enemies weren't powerful enough. <coughs> fighting mm-hmm. against him. And... They did patch it later. I mean, not patch it, but they did have an update later where they added critical mode, which definitely brought that challenge into fruition, which was much, much, much needed. 
and I'm glad they did that because uh, the game actually feels hard for once. Whereas when I played it on normal mode, I just breezed through it. Played on pro mode, I had to find, I had to, I had to play within myself to have a challenge. Where now in critical mode, this is like okay, this is really hard. And the final topic. Okay. Oh, okay, Word document messed up my notes for this. So I'll, I'll oh, get back to yeah, my final, yeah. <laughs> I'll get to my final topic on that, but uh a little bit later. But overall, in the vanilla state of the game, I will give it a hashtag give it a chance. It, wow, that's kinda low for you. I, I thought for you. As much as I wanted I I would be biased if I'm saying it's a damn near perfect. That's how Okay. That's how I would say. Because again, I do love the game, I do love the series, but I have to I understand its flaws. And its flaws do shine. So I had to give it a hashtag give it a chance. Now with this Remind DLC, the Remind DLC is pretty much um a story added to it. So you get extra episodes, you get a awesome photo mode, which I've been playing a lot with. Uh you get these uh limit cut battles, which is pretty much boss battles where you can um where they're much much harder now they have new moves they have a boost up damage they have boost up defense and pretty much you're on like it's almost like dark souls level hard okay oh that was the other point the last point for the for um the vanilla state of the game the vanilla state of the game is like you can't play as i mean you can play as other characters but when you get to the keyblade war you're expected to play as other characters but they force you to play as Sora, which I personally don't have a problem with because Sora is a great character. However, if you have seven heroes in the story, I feel like you should be able to play as all seven of them mm. at some point in the game. So that was a, a flaw that I saw that I felt like it should have been granted um, in the in the vanilla state of the story, in the vanilla state of the game. Now, with all that added with uh, Kingdom Hearts Remind, I felt like if this DLC was put in the vanilla state of the game. This honestly probably would have been nominated for game of the year. It patched up a lot of the holes and a lot of the issues that a lot of people were complaining about. So would you put it on a level like a Power Ranger patch? I, I wouldn't say is, um, Describe your definition of Power Ranger patch, because we probably have different definitions. Okay, well, my definition for the Power Ranger patch would be something that where there's an obvious flaw in the game, uh-huh. and not only with updating that flaw of the game, they also give you more to work with that will hold you over to the, the knowing next update. Okay, gotcha. Um, In a way, it's like that. This, okay. I felt like this game, I felt like this patch was what the full Kingdom Hearts game was supposed to be. However, okay. Square Enix got in the way. This as is, most suits do. Yeah, as most suits do. So I felt like this is what um, uh, the creator of the series' is, name is Nomura. I felt like this is what Nomura wanted to put out as the as the full Kingdom Hearts endgame. Mm-hmm. And... This, first of all, the story was completely mind-blowing. I did not expect this story to take place directly after uh, how we left off in Kingdom Hearts because in Kingdom Hearts 3, in the ending, 
supposedly Sora quote unquote dies. It just doesn't come back. Uh, it's Kyrie, so Smash Brothers. <laughs> oh, okay. So um, Sora, uh, so Kyrie is pretty much killed, uh, quote unquote killed in this game. So Sora uses this uh, the power of waking to bring her back. However, when he uses that, he loses himself. He has to give up himself in order to bring her back. So mm. this story was following directly after that. So just as you're um, using the power of waking, you have a character that sees you and she's like, yo, you can't be doing this. You, you know, if you do this, you're not coming back at all. And so I was like, look, I could try. Like, I'm sure everything is going to be okay. So she was like, well, okay, before you get to her heart, you have to go through everyone else's heart. So you go back to Aqua's heart. And like I said, she was in the realm of darkness. So I felt like there should have been a chance for her to have like PTSD. They brought that up in this game where it was a scene in the game where you, you were standing up against a tide of villains. Uh And then the camera shoots to Aqua and you see her just standing there and just get swept up by the villains without her attacking at all. When you go back to when you go back to that uh, part in the DLC, you see mm-hmm. that when she is standing at the moment, all she sees is dark versions of herself, and she's like, she's she's like physically can't attack because she sees herself, and it's like okay that makes sense. They also added like uh, points where in the story where it's like how did this character come back if they were you know. Um, if this character was supposedly, well, this is an example. If this character was supposedly dead, because I'm using this example because it's going to be way too long to explain. If this character was supposedly dead, how did they come back? The DLC explained that. So the DLC filled up a lot of plot holes that this game needed to answer, especially needed to answer if this is the final saga of, uh, is this this final episode of this saga? Are there any more DLCs coming out this year? No. This okay. was um, because they said they wanted to release multiple DLCs, but the director, Nomura, he said, no, I just want to put everything out together. Okay. And after, um, so after that, you also get to play as the other characters. Not all of them, but you do get to play as, uh, you get to play as Riku, which is Sora's best friend. You get to play as Aqua. You get to play as uh, Roxas. So you... And you get to play as Kyrie, so you get all those chances to play as the other characters, which was great because you had a different type of gameplay style. You had to get used to that character, which um, definitely brought me out of my comfort zone because Sora is like Omega powerful, and then you get to a character where it's like they're powerful, but definitely not as powerful as him. Gotcha. So also brought a challenge to that. The one of the biggest scenes in the, I would say, the highlights of it, it was like a completely beautiful where you get to literally play as um I would say how many characters it's, it's about seven characters all in once so mm-hmm. these seven characters are fighting uh 13 other characters and you're controlling each one of them at the same time and it just brought a very epic like uh, like a uh, end game scene to it and then they had this one scene where it's so it seemed like Mickey was going to die and 
they really like pumped up like the emotions the music was great the scenery was great everything was about that was beautiful and i felt like that would have been more impactful if it was in the vanilla state of the game since we already know mickey comes back it, it kind of like all right we we already know he's going to be okay it's just how is he going to be okay whereas if i got the vanilla state again i'm like oh is this really it are they going this far did we okay. allow this so it was like one of those um with this DLC, it didn't fix everything. However, it fixed the it fixed up the parts where the audience were loudest about, were more vocal about. All right. And for that, I will give it a damn near perfect. Okay. As a review. That's so, fair. Yeah. That's fair. I'm still playing through the limit cuts. I want to play the uh, story of Remind one more time to get a out to have like a definitive answer but i feel like it's going to be the same as of right now so right now it's a damn near perfect and okay i'm i'm very happy at, at how the game turned out a year later it's still fun it's uh, i can see my i still play it constantly so i'm very happy with how this turned out all right yeah so that's my review of uh kingdom hearts aka kingdom hearts remind um, if you guys haven't played the game, do check it out. I recommend it for all, but you'll probably be confused because the story is it's just convoluted into like 18 different parts, even though it just says three. But thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty much my review. Okay. Um, any questions about it that you thought you had? I'm not sure because I felt like you had some. I wasn't sure if you did. No, I, well, at, at the current moment, I don't have any questions. Gotcha, gotcha. At the current moment. Now, if I do think of something down the line, I mean, I'll probably kick myself for not asking you, but yeah. <laughs> no. right now, I, I do not have any questions, actually. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, it, it, it did says long as it satisfies you, like I said, I am too far removed from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, it, it's going to be a, like, I, and I know you, you like, I want to I want to, uh, cause I remember you said you want to get Kingdom Hearts. So I'm like, dude, you, you might as well not because this, <laughs> this story alone <laughs> is really hard like, to follow. I mean, rumor has it that, uh, it's coming to the switch. Yeah. I feel like that's the only way you'll probably get it. So I'm like, you know what? I don't mind doing that on a personal level. Like, oh, I'll try it out by myself in private. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Behind closed doors. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably do it that way. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, for the for the most part, you know, I'm good. I do have one question when it comes to before we end the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Because I can't talk about this on No Gimmicks Needed. Okay. I can't talk about this on Drunk Thoughts. I don't know if they want to. Uh-huh. And I doubt that Lady Sketch is going to give us a time of the day on turntables. Right. What are we talking about? Yeah, I'm scared about this. I <laughs> Are we really gonna let this Orlando Brown thing skip with the kid? Oh <laughs> boy, I, that's huh? definitely a turntable. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about it? Because it's a whole saga with Nick Cannon right now. Okay, he went from Nick Cannon releasing another diss track nobody cared about. He was another one. Yes, and embarrassing himself even further. Then Eminem puts out an, a surprise album, and then this whole thing with Orlando Brown comes up. So it's all going to be in one little arc. On the okay, well then there you have it. That's why you take back over the show. Uh, yeah, we're, I, I refuse to talk about Orlando Brown. Give him more attention than he deserves. The only time I would say Orlando Brown is the Proud Family, Sticky. 
or Fillmore. So uh, go get Disney Plus. Uh, thank you for joining us for the podcast. I hope you had a great time, and I hope you were listening from your favorite podcast applications such as Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher, or even go to spacesphilly.com where you can find other podcasts such as Hip Hop, uh, gosh, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond by Lady Sketch. Lady Sketch, where can we find you? On Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. A and Nee, where can we find you? First of all, you can find us. Oh, okay. If you go type in the real, <laughs> oh, the real nerdcoalition dot com. Oh, okay, it's official. We could we could talk about it now. Yeah, we could, we 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 could we could talk about it, all man. Right, all right, all right. I'll I'll, I'll um because I had an ad up during the stream. I didn't. I wasn't sure if yeah. I could put it up yet, but okay, we could put it up now. I mean, he said I did it already. I'm glad it wasn't a. Wasn't oh, no, I didn't. Idea. I didn't do it yet. I didn't put the oh, actual well. website on the stream. But. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. We can talk about it now because I want everybody to go out there and check out the great content we have, the merch that we have. Yeah. I want every member of the Nerd Coalition to buy at least one shirt. Oh yeah, next pay, which is Wednesday. I'm getting the shirt. Yeah, because I'm gonna say we already support the Q flows. Yep. Which, by the way, you can check out the Wardrobe album, some of that on the website as well. Yeah, it'll give you links to where you can listen to any part of the Wardrobe album. So make sure you check that out. And along along with the Q Flow merch and stuff as well, we got podcasts up there. We got videos up there. All great content. And Patreon is coming. Yes, coming soon. So, you know, we we we're going to get on that as well. So you can find us there. You can find me and Q Flow hosting the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling podcast. We actually recorded early. This week because uh, Royal Rumble is this Sunday, mm-hmm. and the Worlds Collide is tomorrow. By the time we're recording this, so so uh, you will start seeing snippets of that podcast going up as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, we do it all that, and you can find us at Instagram and Twitter at NC Place Number Two B. Yep, I, I, I need a better, you know, entryway. I, I, you know, way to say it. you know, I jazz things up. So oh, I, I just I say like you usually say, it's NC Place at the NC in the place to be. Oh, uh, you know what? Well, it's in, well, you know what? You're right. I figured place to be. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, if you want to check us out uh, again, I'll be playing Kingdom Hearts Remind on Level Up. Um, I do want to play Dragon Ball Kakarot. I don't know. I kind of want that game for myself <laughs> and not stream it. And but we can't be great. Look, we have a business now. I, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. And I'm and like, if we, if we want to put some paid content out there, then we gotta do some work. I, I will, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I will be streaming Dragon Ball Kakarot soon. I can't tell you when. Let me get my bills right first, then I could. Let me I'll, tell you something about Swaggle Zero. If he wants something, he gonna get it. He gonna get it. I will find a way. But he will, my, he'll find you. If he want it bad enough, this man will turn down Punata in bubble bath water. For some anime, <laughs> so you could probably expect to stream like damn near tomorrow. But how you get this? Well, you know my Best Buy rewards. You know, like what are you talking about? Oh, I'll be checking my Best Buy rewards daily. <laughs> I'll be checking that daily just in case. But yeah, uh, as Drag right is now, above the GameStop level. See what I'm saying? <laughs> as of right now, Kingdom Hearts Remind has my heart and my attention fully. So you'll be seeing a lot more of that. Hopefully, I can get to the secret uh, episode this weekend. 
Uh, you see me doing the limit cut battles, which I'm doing actually fairly well at. I didn't think I was going to do as well as I'm doing, but I am. So make sure you check that out on Level Up live streams. Uh, thank you for joining us again. And Flow the Rookie, please take us out. We're bringing nerdgasm to your ears, welcome to the show We don't need any gimmicks, you already know So sit back, relax, and hit the like button Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming Swag on trivia and prompts top five Either way it's fun and you're hearing it live Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.